At Chiffy Lube, it's our job to make car care make sense with personalized service reviews that swap the car talk for straight talk so you know what your car is telling you and what to do about it. Where highly trained service technicians have your back, helping you take care of the small stuff before it becomes big stuff. Plus a full range of services from Pennzoil oil changes and tire rotations to filters, wipers, and more. We've got what your car needs so you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care, that's a job for Jiffy. Find a Pennzoil pouring service center near you at JiffyLube.com. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast here on a Monday morning, October 10th. Hey, it's my sister's birthday, so happy birthday, Casey. Uh, And Brett Favre. It's Brett Favre's birthday, so they're in very different places in life right now. I don't know where I was going with that, Jim, but how are you? What's happening? It's bright and early. Thanks for doing it. No, we got a recap. I love the recaps, the the. Because every weekend in the NFL is fascinating from gambling side and from just talking about football side. And after last night's game, Baltimore-Cincinnati, Lamar is going to have to step up. That's my number one takeaway from yesterday, from watching all those games. he That game was Baltimore's game. I know I'm getting right into it, but that was the last game and kind of last thing I watched last night, so I wanted to get it off my chest. But – he, that, that was Baltimore's game. They played really well. That was probably their best game on defense because they're banged up. They really came out there, showed up, made Cincinnati work for every single thing they got last night. And I just thought Lamar missed two or three balls that I thought could have put that game where Baltimore was breathing easy. And instead, he had to be a hero just to get that. And, and one thing about gambling on Baltimore, I, I, don't, I, know, I don't want to talk about gambling all the time, but <laughs> the best thing when you bet on Baltimore – is you get the kicker that because we talk about how much I hate field goals, just like you do. I'm, I hate it, but man, when you get one like him, it makes a difference. Cause they're, they're, they're hard to find, not maybe not to the same um, as hard to find as quarterbacks are, but when you get a kicker like that, that's a weapon in the NFL. Like that's a reliable guy. I'm with you. This is a great game to start with. Um, but yeah, for, before I forget to fatty beer company, they're fueling our podcast as always. We're there every week. So just be on alert for those updates on when we're going to be in the house beers from all over the country, as we love to, as we love to note. So Kenmore, Orchard Park, Hamburg, downtown, Ellicottville, uh, check out one of their locations. Yeah, Jim. I mean that, I mean, Baltimore won the game, right? So yeah, they win. No doubt. So they can kind of gloss gloss over the fact, but the the point that you made it gets a little more lost, at least nationally. I we're probably not going to be talking about it nationally no. as much as we should be, because those are throws that any quarterback has to hit, let alone one of the the best of the of the very best. And he kind of left the door open for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And give Burrow credit, you know, it was a grinded out kind of game on their end, but. That drive that they put together uh, to take the lead was was impress- about as impressive as a drive as you'll see on the road to go 
13 plays, 75 yards, 744 they ate up. And you're right, when you've got Justin Tucker, that's the thing. I, you know, I'm watching that drive, and Joe Burrow kind of plows his way in, and I'm thinking, you know, the old NFL observer and me kicks right. in for, for a brief moment. It's like, wow, what a drive for Cincinnati. Like, all of us were freaking out about the Bengals two weeks in. This is the team that go long right. picked to win the Super Bowl. Right. And then, you know, because, like, back in the day, if there's a – whatever it was – Two minutes left, two minutes You're or less. Not. You could you could kind of think that way, and no, you absolutely cannot think that way, especially when no, the no. team only needs a field goal, especially no. when they have Justin Tucker. It was pretty easy for the Bengals to just drive seven plays, fifty yards, tee up a field goal right down the middle. Yeah, and not many teams can say that because you have the. I mean, really, that that's the ultimate with Lamar's ability to get you to where he'll get you where you need to get to. Kicker can finish. That's a hard combo. But yeah, that that was uh you know, I know we both feel good about Baltimore and Cincinnati as far as postseason and making runs. They they both are capable. You can see it in both those teams still. You know, it's like you can see both those teams are gonna be if Baltimore's defense can play like that and really keep you know to, to, if they play like that and Lamar just has to, you know, I've, we've talked about this a million times. He can't be the reason they lose. Like, that's what drives me. That's where I always hold back from Lamar saying he is Josh Allen or he is Patrick Mahomes. He can't be the reason. And last night, I felt like if they would have lost that game, I thought he would. I mean, I thought that was on him a little bit. Now, that being said, they had some injuries at receiver. They're back. I mean, he, he also made, I mean, he just, he, he does so many special things. It's hard to ever say a bad word about him, but. If I'm nitpicking and you're trying to beat the Bills and Kansas City, you have to make those throws. You just took the words out of my mouth. I could not agree more. With the way the Bills are playing, the Chiefs are playing, with the way you have to win in the playoffs in general, when you have throws to make down the field. And, you know, the thing is, it's not like the Ravens have to operate like other teams in the NFL. They, they don't have to matriculate the ball down the field right. like we always talk about, right, where you've got to hit throw after throw after throw. After. Because Lamar's so good, they're the one team that can get away with saying that, yet at the same time, that's going to open up when Lamar Jackson's a threat to run for 100 yards any game, and he can run power, and he can run option play. He can run you know any, any kind of run, running play that you want when he's a legit running back. That's going to open up. Big plays in the passing game, one-on-one opportunities down the field, and he had those. He's got to connect on them. I feel like he did his MVP season, right? I mean, he right. he showed pretty good touch on the deep yeah, ball. Yeah, I'm not sure how why that hasn't really improved in the three years since. I know. I'm with you on that too. It's it's not that he can't. I mean, it's just. I mean, it it sounds so. It's it does sound a little like you got to make those throws. Like, yeah, that's, you know, it's like, why is he missing those throws? That's the real question. Like to your point, he has the ability to make those throws. Why is he missing those throws? So, but I will say that he he did earlier this season. He can do it. He makes it. Yeah. But you, it was what you said too. like, they're the only team that cut. There is one other team that is, is playing similar to them with how they can beat you. And it's Philadelphia. Philly, Philly. Yeah. Just, and, and, you know, not to, 
you know, let's talk about it. We, we talked about go on go long, our first pod this year, they caught our attention right away. Like I started seeing that they were using Hertz just, you know, just like Baltimore uses Lamar. And, and as far as not exactly the same, but as far as let's use him, let's get the best out of what his, he does best. And I just, they keep doing it. That's a good, anytime look, we talk about that, get a win, get the heck out of there. Philly did it and keep on moving in this league. Keep on moving. Cause you can be the bills and win by 40 or whatever it was or the Eagles. That thing counts the same. And, and that's cliche. And I know that, but it really is something in the NFL. Like you can celebrate win. however you get that win. It counts the same. And it means something that I could think that for the Eagles was major. Like collect the to wins, go out there in the NFC. Yeah, I thought that was a big time win for Philly. You know what? I, the only thing that I have in my brain from that 2017 Eagles win over the Cardinals is what happened at the end. So for those who missed it, second and ten at the Philly 34, Kyler Murray takes off like he tends to do. He's got you know incredible speed, incredible evasiveness that this was point a to point b upfield saw lane took it and he slides 36 seconds left he slides which is what you want a lot of franchise quarterbacks to do making that kind of money but not when there's 36 seconds left and you're driving into field goal territory so that was mistake number one he slightly gives himself up so when you give yourself up the ball spotted where you begin to give yourself up correct so yeah. It's spotted right there at nine right nine there. yards. So it's third. They're really good at that too. I those their officials are really good at that. And they've got the best view, right? They're they're looking at it. Yeah, but it down seems, still seems hard to me to judge exactly when he gives himself up. Like, and I feel like they do a pretty good job of that. But anyway, sorry, you were yeah. Third and one. Now at the Philly 25, right? So, and you've got 22 seconds. Kyler Murray spikes the ball. Just Destroys it down, throws it away. So now it's fourth and one at the twenty-five. Granted, it's a it's a make it's a forty-three yard kick. <laughs> Justin Tucker hit it, but you don't have to be Justin Tucker to hit that. A lot of kickers can. But so I, I get the criticism for Amendola missing that kick, but but that was that's about as putrid management like, from the quarterback right. position as you're going to get that point of the game where you give yourself up. And you don't realize, okay, third and one, it's a yard. You st- 22 seconds. You've got time to do something quick. Get it. Get a little closer. I don't care what the timeout situation is. You, you, you don't – to botch it to that degree, you know, it's just going to make the criticism of Kyler Murray that much and, more loud. They're 2-3. And and they're 0-3 at home. They can't win at home. Um, yeah, and Kingsbury, too. That thing just has never, ever, you know, once again, I feel like we've talked about that, too, every year. It's It never looks good on offense. It always looks like Murray finds a way. Hopkins will bail him out. You know, some one of the – but they don't have Hopkins right now, and it's showing. I don't see the playmakers, and he missed – I mean, he missed throws, too. I mean, he missed that one throw to Ertz that you can't, you know, you can't miss those. And so I – you know, we're seeing things with these quarterbacks that it's why they separate themselves in these situations, especially late in games. And 
I just the NFC period. Now they kind of we're talking about Arizona. It leads us to the Rams Cowboy game a little bit. Man, Dan Quinn. I wonder. I was thinking about this yesterday. The Dan Quinn is his name going to be back on the map if he wants to get back in the head coaching ranks? I mean, he he wore his time out in Atlanta. It was time to move on, but job well done. Now, obviously, you got your you got your superstar, but and and Parsons, but he's done something. He's done something good there. You know, regardless of whatever we want, however we analyze it, that defense is. You know, it's playing well. I mean, to come from where they came from. But that's, I think that's that the brand, number one that reason. Yeah. That Dallas is is a, is a legitimate no question. playoff contender. No you know, question. Cooper Rush has been way better than, than anybody thought he would be. But, but it's, his, it's this defense. This defense is incredible. They, they, they held the Rams for 100 to 10 yeah. points. Right. It wasn't like they were 13 on third down. They could – they, they this did not look like the team that won the Super Bowl. They they haven't this season, but this was no. anemic, anemic. Um, well, it goes it, this Dallas team, like to they have to play defense like this. I mean, it's not like they're lighting people up on offense. I mean, yesterday it wasn't like they threw the ball over the field or anything like that. They ran the ball well. They played defense. What you do when you have your backup in, and they are doing it, it's. Gotta give him credit. We're hard on McCarthy. We're hard on. I mean, they have they've done a good job of keeping it. I mean, to, to, when you lose your starter and you can win games in this league, you're doing something like you're coaching. You're you're officially coaching. Like you are win, in winning games. You're coaching. So, give him some. We gotta give some credit there. I totally agree. I'm pulling up these two seasons because. Yeah, yeah I just, these numbers were uh, implanted in, in my head for so long, but it's been a while. So, you know, I, my number one criticism of Mike McCarthy, Jim, is that whenever Aaron Rodgers went down, it, the team just quit. It, yeah, it, it just kind of shriveled up. And um, I think a lot of teams would when you lose the town, but they were so reliant on the quarterback that they were basically exposed without him, where a lot of that is the quarterback's doing where he basically just was doing his own thing for a long time because he didn't respect Mike McCarthy. didn't respect the players coming in. He wanted to, to free, free freestyle and operate out in improvisation with James Jones and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and Greg Jennings, his old, his old pal there. So I get it, but he goes down, your team is shot. So you look back at 2013, I believe that was, the collarbone season, right? Yeah, when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, they lose him against the Bears November 4th. Seneca Wallace comes in. They fall to five and three. And then you lose to Philly the next week. Seneca Wallace gets hurt right at the start of that game. So in comes Scott Tolzien. Tolzien actually played okay. Remember, they lost at the Giants after that. He did play. You're right. Uh, it's coming back to you, yeah. But he wasn't very – Scott Tolzien is, is Scott Tolzien. So they scramble. They pick up Matt Flynn, who's oh, good enough to get good. you a tie against the Vikings. And um, they they beat the Falcons. Jared Bush, who we had on the podcast, talked about the end of that game when he got into Tony Gonzalez's head. They Then they had the epic comeback against the Cowboys when they're getting, they're getting beat up bad. 
and they come back in the second half and win. But along the way, I mean, the Lions beat them 40 to 10. I mean, they, 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 just, they fell apart for about a month where they didn't, they didn't win a game five weeks in a row. And it, it, yeah, they were able to have that crazy fourth down play to Randall Cobb at Chicago to sneak into the playoffs. But right. that period in the, right in the middle of the season kind of said everything you need to know. I thought about Mike McCarthy, how they responded. And then you, you saw it again in 2017 when Aaron Rodgers goes down, I believe that was 2017. Yeah, Brett, Hund- Brett Hundley comes in. He went three and six. Yeah, it's it's been the opposite of that with Cooper Cup. I, I, I expected the Cowboys to just collapse. It seemed like Dak Prescott is a top ten quarterback. Dak Prescott is a that last saving grace for the Dallas Cowboys when Jerry Jones is doing Jerry Jones things. And Jerry still is. I mean, he still says things that makes you shake your head. Like Tony Pollard busts loose for 60 yarder and every opportunity, Jerry Jones is saying, we got to get Zeke the ball. Zeke's got to be the focus. Well, Tony Pollard's really damn good. Anyways, the fact that they responded like they did probably has more to say about Dan Quinn and that defense and the talent they have on that side of the ball, but he's the head coach, Mike McCarthy and they're winning games they have no business winning. So you do have to give it up to them. You are 100% correct. Yeah, I like that. And it, and the stick in that division, because you were talking about it with the Giants-Packer game, we can go into that. Yes. That, yeah, because that that's where you were making me think about that game when you are talking about Rodgers again. Tyler, I'll never understand him. I'm officially – everything you've said since I've met you about him, <laughs> I get. Where I always just look at it as the – front office side of it and I just can't get past his talent but that the way he act the way he looks sometimes in games like yesterday I, that game that was their game to win when you're up like that with Aaron Rodgers you don't lose those games I'm sorry it's Daniel Jones give Dable credit getting creative direct snaps to Barkley doing everything you have to do when you don't have a quarterback and for Green Bay, that's bad loss for Green Bay. That's a bad loss for Green Bay. To be up on a team you're better than with Aaron Rodgers and to not finish that game off, bad loss. There's certain losses you could be like, nope, that was a bad one. That's a bad one for Green Bay. 17-3, to three, they're yep. rolling after rolling. the touchdown of Mercedes Lewis. Um, running the ball. I don't know why you don't run the ball at the end of the game. And Aaron Jones was outspoken afterward. Yeah, I saw that. was honest and commendable. He's absolutely right. If Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon are given the ball twice to get a yard, they get that yard. Um, now, was it, I, this is the age-old question, right? Is it Matt LaFleur in the plays coming in? Is it Aaron Rodgers changing those plays? It was – Age old Be sure person. to listen to Aaron Jones's response. Uh, I, it sure sounds like the quarterback has that carte blanche, that autonomy at the line of scrimmage to do what he wants to do. He's the $50 million man. He's who this franchise has bent the knee to, as you put. You're probably right, justifiably so, right? You'd rather have one of these quarterbacks than not. But right now he looks like an average quarterback. And I wrote, I'm going to write about the Giants and go along and take the Giants' angle because to me, that was actually the, the takeaway is what Brian Dayball has done a month in. I get it. You know, they're not all pretty wins, but they're fighting in moments. He, 
where Joe Judge teams just lay down and die. Coaching matters. Down 17 to 3 in London, and and you come back like that. I'm in on the Giants right now. Long term. This is coaching maxing out a roster. I, I agree. That's how I took it too yesterday. Like when I saw him just direct snap, whenever you start, I hate to say yeah. it, but whenever you start direct snap into the running back and yes, it, it's, you're doing what you can. You're doing what you can. But you're right. Green Bay. I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is a bad, bad loss. Bad loss. I'm going to, that leads me to another bad loss, but let me know when you're ready to move on. Cause you, you, where are, are you when you talk about that? So, like with the Giants, you know, they still have major issues, right? We know that they're getting everything out, but that and that division has turned into a with Dallas and uh, the Giants and uh, who am I? I'm not the Red, not Washington. <laughs> everybody but yeah. Washington, Philly's it's, undefeated, it's, and the Giants or Cowboys yeah, are both everybody but Washington is coming to play in that division. So, that's turned into a nice, you know, good division, but. The Detroit Lions is the team I'm ready to. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Because they what cost, happened? yeah. What happened? the hell happened? What Boston? happened? I don't know. The, That's the defense why. is no good. We know that. I mean, this we defense know that. is we not going to stop anybody. But, but offensively, That's a setback. Just That's a setback. Crashing back to reality and then about, you know. 10 feet under the ground in that reality. I, I didn't see that. They couldn't. You, you probably watched this game a little, a little more closely than me. What, what did you see from the Lions? Well, I didn't want. How were they yeah, unable to I score at any point? Yeah, that's, to me, I was like, I thought it was a good chance for Detroit to show that, hey, I know we're, you know, we're one and three, but we're, you know, this is our chance to, you know, we're playing, you know, third string rookie quarterback. Yeah, that was that's a setback. I think for Detroit, I would agree to, to get whacked like that and to not really do anything—that's surprising to me. Yeah. Um, when I say surprising, maybe disappointing is the word because I, I keep—I've been back and forth. Like I want to believe that Detroit's heading in the right direction, just because it is. I mean, the story is good as far as what they're trying to build there with with Campbell, but. That's they're far away if that's what they're putting out there. When you're one in three, now one in four. I don't know. I, I, I get the criticism because it, it just exposes the bigger yeah, issues word. at play, right? Good word. Good word. Quarterback, what's the plan? What are we doing here? Yeah. It, it's Defense, bright. where do you even begin? Everything. I mean, outside of what a couple players, Aiden Hutchinson. But that's the part you drafted. Look, your first round pick was a deep. You know, it was a pass rusher. And it's like, but they need about everything else. That's the problem. Here's your buddy Dan Campbell after the game. "Quote to me, it's about as bad as it gets. It's the worst. It's where we're at. Sometimes it's going to get bad before it gets better. I believe we've hit rock bottom." Now the only place to go is back up. I, I'm still a sucker for his honesty. How many coaches just, just say, stand there and say, we have hit rock bottom, ladies and gents? That is self-awareness. That's a good quality to have. Like, he didn't, he's not hiding it. He knows that was a major bad, bad loss. 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not getting off the lines yet, though, Jim. I'm just. I'm not I'm even saying not, that. It's. I'm with you. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying that's a that's a setback, disappointing. Where I'm going to take a little breather on the lines now. I'm going to let yes. them. Yeah, let's let them figure it out a little bit before we. When you talk about collecting those wins and why it's so important, though, I mean yes. they lost a three point game to Philly. That yes. lose the game against the Vikings. They lost by three to the Seahawks. Like yes, they're better yes. than a one and four team. No question. No question. Yeah, it is that game of inches, and this is what those players talked about. Those like, like we are going to win that inch. Like we, Dan Campbell, Hank Fraley, and that. Granted, the story was primarily all about the offensive line, but that is where you win yeah. that inch. It's in the trenches, and if they've shown anything, it's that as a team, especially defensively, something just goes wrong at the end of games. And then I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought that, and hey, if you listen to the Fatty Locks, you heard me say this. Uh, I, I thought that the Patriots, after playing so hard at Lambeau, that they would be spending right. so much emotional and spiritual energy and everything, like the game plan that went into making Aaron Rodgers look like goo for a half before he turned it on and won. I thought that they would go home and it would just, you know, they'd get the Lions and the Lions are hungry as hell for a win, and that the Lions would just come out. I, I was dead wrong. I. I had it. I had it completely opposite. No, we're gonna talk about being dead wrong. I actually, I'm, I'll admit it. I had the Steelers in my fatty lots. Well, let's get right into this game. No, I don't want to talk about. It. You can. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But thirty-one to three at halftime. What? Like? What? What is this? What is that? The, the, what is the steel? What are the Steelers putting out there? I will say this: that that play Davis made, taking that ball away, that was incredible. I mean, that was it because we've been waiting kind of to see the break. Gabe Davis. I mean, I think we all knew that was coming eventually for him. The watches the Bills knows he's the talent is there. A Randy Moss stat line for Gabe Davis: three catches, one seventy-one, right. and two touchdowns. I like that. Uh, I like that. That's good. yeah. I mean, it started with the ninety-eight yarder. Yeah, he, I mean, he burns Levi Wallace down the yeah. field. They were they went after Levi, and Levi he had a big interception early. He fought, but I mean, I don't. There's no match with Nothing these wide receivers when they're playing like that. Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. Khalil Shakir looked pretty good uh, getting his opportunity there, yes. with Isaiah McKenzie out. Um, Isaiah Hawkins, everybody chipped in. Quentin Morris had a, a 26-yarder downfield that was impressive. There's, That's why I said it's Mike Tomlin. I thought Tomlin was after the game. He he basically summed up how we are. I mean, there's no reason to talk about it. We got smashed. They got smashed. I mean, that doesn't happen in the NFL a lot. So, you know, when you see a game like that in the NFL, it's things aren't good. I mean, the killer instinct that the Bills show is impressive where you've got yeah, an engineer they did, your yeah. team and you have your foot, foot above the throat and you just do not let up. It's, it was like that start to finish. I didn't, I, I didn't hear Mike Tomlin's press conference afterward. I actually want to go back and listen because why kick field goals? They had two missed field goals. Kyle, along. I don't know. 
I know. Shellacking, it's... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's almost like you're... Yeah. It's, it's almost like you've got a team on, on life support in a game, and, you know, you, you take Ella's three-year-old, you know, uh, Cocoa Melon Band-Aid, and you just put that Band-Aid over a tiny little scab on your... Like, what is a field goal going to do? What's the field goal going to do? And I... I say that. I'm the first person here to bang the table for Mike Tomlin. Long term, I love how he leads, how guys fight for him. But that's not inspiring much confidence or hope or anything in your team. Anything. You're getting your ass kicked, and you're settling for field goals that are going to make it a 31-6 to game, and then you miss that field goal. As Rasheed Wallace says, the ball don't lie. I mean, yeah, when those like kicks it. missed, it was like, there you go. If you're gonna if you're gonna attempt these kicks for God knows what reason, you can't stop the Bills. You've got you, you might as well go for it on fourth down and try outside kicks the rest of the game. You, you cannot stop the Bills. At least try to win. Pretend like you're trying to win. That was bad. I, you may here's another name, James Cook. He, he scored his first touchdown. I mean, I was whoever say, had the ball was running was running and catching and throwing all three of your defense. That's that that that's a Brandon Bean uh, personnel department. Uh, they may not have gone to bed last night. That's one of those where you're feeling real good. I, all the rookies were. I saw them all yesterday. Receiver, corner, both corner, all making plays, all making plays. What was the deal? Did Shaq? Did you did you think Shaq Lawson? Did you think that was? Uh, did you see that play? That Pickett was upset that. He went pretty low. I it was I could see I where have, yeah. I have to look at it again. You know, when I my first instinct when I saw it was it was it seemed pretty dirty. It seemed low. pretty low. So here it is, 38 to 3. There's a minute left. I mean, that kind of stuff matters a little bit, right? And he well you know, the second time looking at it, so Kenny Pickett's rolling right, rolling right, fading, throws. Lawson goes down to grab his ankle. I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't look as bad the second time around. Like anything, though, if I looked at it too much, like my first instinct was, yeah, that's dirty, that's low, it's late in the game. What are you doing? Um, I know what Kenny play. Pickett's reaction plays into it. Sometimes well, I, I, but I empathize with defensive players in general because, like, what the hell can you even do against these quarterbacks? This is like a Tom Brady and the Falcons game. This is that's I, where I was going with that. This I seems was like a frustration for, down thirty-eight to three, too, right? So yeah, that's all that. I agree. I don't think that was, but the, I was. I wanted your take on that. That Tom Brady, because I know how you are with those calls. How could they justify that? How? I hate I'm and I try never to it never comes down to one call. I'm not saying that's why they lost, but how can you make that call? God, it's just so it's wrong. It's just wrong. I'm trying to see if there was a pool report. Like, did the officials explain themselves in the moment? Yeah, he oh, here did. it is. He, yep, he I did. did. Yep. Yeah. Jerome. That's right. Is it Bo- Boker? Because we've seen yeah. this official, you know, kind of front and center with the uh, controversial yep. calls when yep. it comes to over over officiating but okay so here is the question so those who don't know like when there's a controversial play 
you'll get a quote unquote pool report often where there's a designated reporter for each beat and like they can talk to the official about that controversial play and that official has a chance to defend themselves, which I always get a kick out of this gym. I mean, win, lose, or draw, like players are in that locker room for an hour and they're asked by us about Everything. what happened. Right. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? The officials, they screw up all the time and they're never held accountable. Like they're, if you want to ask them a question, it's through this like extremely official pool report and it's one question, one answer, maybe two, maybe three if you're lucky. And that's, that's their, I mean, they're not, they're not going to lose their job. I mean, they could lose their jobs. It's very hard for an official to lose their job. They can be pretty terrible for years and years. That's a good way to say it. That's a good way to say it. So the question, uh, Greg Allman, fantastic uh, beat reporter on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the athletic. He asked Mr. Boger, am I saying it right? Is it Boger? That's all. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Kind of want to call him Boger. There was a third down penalty where the Falcons had a rough in the passer called after sacking Tom Brady that extended the drive. And side note, yes, that's what it was. It was what, 20, 21-15, I want to say, and Falcons need one more stop, end of the game. They appear to get that stop on third down. Falcons are going to get the ball back. They're hot on offense. Instead, drive extends, game over. All right, back to Almond. Just looking for clarification on what constituted that roughing the passer. Boger. What I had was the defender grab the quarterback while he was still in the pocket and unnecessarily throwing him to the ground. That is what I was making my decision based on. Question. That play was similar to the play the injured Miami's quarterback, Tua Tungabayola. Is that something you have made a specific measure to try to watch out for the takedowns on quarterbacks like that? Boger. No, not necessarily. Um, get Grady Jarrett was the uh, yeah the player who I, the I didn't think it was unnecessary. I didn't think it was unnecessary. I didn't think it was violent. I thought Jarrett showed restraint. I thought that was everything you could want from the NFL for a sack. the The follow up question makes sense in terms of obviously Tua when he's motionless in Cincinnati. It was sack and spun around and brought to the turf. I mean. I don't – that's just football. It's a tackle. Like, what What else are you supposed to do? I have no clue what you're supposed to do. The The letter of the law, Tom Pellicero, working for the NFL, cited Rule 12, Article 11, quote, when tackling a passer who was in a defenseless position, e.g. during or just after throwing a pass, a defensive player must not unnecessarily or violently throw him down. Insane. It's insane. That's the way those rules are written, you could justify every single call. You know, it's still a great area. The way everything's written, it's still a judgment call, and you can justify it with the way it's written. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And he even said that in the same tweet, you know, working for the league. Obviously, there's room to disagree on whether that applies here. It's kind of the point of the NFL, right? I mean, kind of muddy everything up, confuse everybody. And then you can just interpret the way you want to interpret. And we got into it last week, Jim. I'll try not to rant too much here. The NFL will, will eliminate all of this bullshit. Most of this BS once and for all when it just owns its violence. Just know that this is a violent game. What, unless you just put flat, just literally put a flag in the quarterback, make it touch football. Like what is Grady Jarrett? supposed to do there like every player 
that is flat for these roughing the passer penalties before him. What is he supposed to do? He didn't blast him in the head. He didn't blast him in the knees. He just, he literally is arm tackling him to the ground. A lot of these quarterbacks are big dudes. Like they're not I mean, just going to go down easily. And like Josh Allen, I mean, you better be trying to wrangle him to the turf. So you've got to attempt to tackle somebody. I mean, it's a tackle sport. So it's just, it's, shameful hypocrisy from the NFL, which is par for the course. And yeah, Atlanta, I don't know if Atlanta wins that game. It's beside the point. It's right. It's it's just an asinine penalty in a huge moment. The least that the officials can do, right. They're, they're following letter of the law. They're trying to follow this rule book. The absolute least they can do for sanity's sake is just swallow your whistle. Unless it's absolutely egregious with two, three minutes left, it just just let guys play. Get get the hell out of the way. And he didn't. That's what, you, that to me, is the goal. I mean, you'd like that. Yeah. I, I know. I hate talking about it. Like, I don't even like talking about it. But you've brought, I, I mean. It makes I've, you feel dirty. Yeah, because we, we see it every week, and it's almost like, I don't know, to, to not bring it up. I don't want to just ignore it, but. Like I like how you said that. It, we don't know if that would have changed the outcome of the game, but right. let them let them let the players make the outcome of the game, not that. Or just go go one way or another. One it's way. Ta- or another. It's tackle football. It's a physical it's game. Maybe quarterbacks are going to get sacked, and that's that. Or make it flag football. Start running the infomercials every Sunday. You know, spam us into oblivion with your initiatives and just tell, tell us like, injuries are part of the game. Concussions are part of the game. It's as long as you have blocking and tackling, it's going to happen. So either own it or one way or another, I should say you own it and you think it's okay or you own it and you're finished with it and they'll never be finished with it. Right. Cause that's why football is so popular. It's these are gladiators. This is what we love. Like th- these are guys doing the type of stuff that we couldn't be, able, we would be able to do. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> I know, I know. I want to like say, we say, I want to see same spaces like, or octagons, right? Like, yeah, pick dude, one, pick whatever one. it takes. Like I always say, take whatever you want, do whatever you want, survive. Let us watch it. It's entertainment. It's violent athleticism. And honestly. I got this book right by me, The Blood and Guts. I know, I keep Probably staring at Blood to it as much as anything is these are the guys preserving that violence. It's a huge reason why I and so many people love the game. It, it, these are gladiators in a profession doing something that nobody else on the planet can do. And we get somber on this podcast talking about how violent some of these games get. It, it is hard to watch sometimes, but we can either acknowledge it or put our head in the sands, pretend like it doesn't exist, and try to find us middle ground that just isn't really there. I don't know. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry, Jim. No, I was laughing, thinking about putting your head in the sand and acting like something doesn't exist. That's that's what I feel like some of these teams are doing with their quarterback situation. Like, we're just going to act like we don't – like Detroit, we're going to act like we don't have it. Uh, the New Orleans, we're just going to keep snapping the Taysom Hill. Giants, we're just going to snap at the Barkley. Like there's, 
there's big issues in, with those teams, but they're finding ways to win, like the Saints yesterday. I, yeah. That here's what's funny. So I t- that was one of my fatty beer locks. Um, that's not how I saw that game playing out—a a shootout with Taysom Hill—and like I didn't see that. I thought it was going to be, you know, the Saints put a lock down that defense. It's tough. They put a lockdown on. I don't. Geno Smith. I give him credit. It's nice to see him take advantage of his opportunity. Um, it tells you a lot about Geno as a professional and his toughness. The Saints find finding ways to win. Taysom Hill this week can't last. That doesn't last forever, but week to week. Nine carries, a buck twelve, and three touchdowns for Taysom Hill on the ground. How do you predict? You can't predict that, right? They got Kamara going too. Well, That's that was nice. yeah, that right. You know, he had about two hundred total yards, and Chris Olave. He might be a stud. They've stud. they've got some players. No, they they're yeah, they they're and missing one. Three, thing. You can talk yourself into the Saints, kind of working their way back into the mix. One thing. QB. QB. So, will they just yeah. take your advice and just roll with Andy Dalton? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Especially if you, especially if they can win some Hill. Yeah. They know how to, they know how to win now. They'll, they'll find a way to be productive with that offense. There's too many good players. Like, they have more talent than the Giants have right now as far as, like, around the quarterback position. Yeah. You know, like, we're talking about the gimmick stuff, but the Giants are – the Saints have they they have legit. I mean, their offensive line's good. Their skill position, like they're better. They're prepared to win. They're prepared to make a playoff run with what they have. The Saints, I think. In this NFC, they know how to I mean, operate. Yeah, they Pete Carmichael's been there long enough. The offense coordinator, he knows how to. He'll mix in. He knows how Coach Payton. They used Taysom Hill before. And, they could probably call the game Dalton Breeze. I mean, as far as the mental part, I'm sure he's professional enough to get everything done. They'll, they'll make it work. You know that with Dennis Allen and the talent they have on defense, the defense is going to yeah. be right when they need them to be right. I Aaron thought Matthew, so. I don't. I mean, they couldn't slow down Seattle, but yeah, that's tr- that's true. Maybe I mean, I Gino thought Smith that's how I thought. I, thought. I know that's why I'm like, that's what I thought. Yeah. Real quick, Jets. What'd you think of that Jets win? I know Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, so. But I, honestly, Jets, whoever was Jets playing a quarterback fucking, yeah. in Miami, that's an impressive win for the Jets. Forty to seventeen to, Still to good. close a game like they did. Twenty-one the points in the fourth. Get the win. Get to the next week and, and keep learning, figuring it out. Completely. I mean, I think yep, that uh, hey, so what, Brees Hall could be. Uh, he, I mean. You see the way he carries they, the ball. There's something was, special to him. That's what I was saying about this team. They have talent. You know, if Wilson can somehow figure it out, and I still don't know that, and I'm still not ready to say he has at all. Because look at Trevor Lawrence. We were high on him first quarter of the season, and all of a sudden we're back to he, he's he still looks young. Best rookie in the NFL this season, Sauce Gardner. Wow. He doesn't look like a rookie either. Just physically, the way he looks and plays, he plays confident. Looks he like does. he, you know, when you see that rookie playing with confidence, 
that means mentally he understands what is asked to him and he is ahead of the game. That's a good, that's a great call, Tyler. He, he's, that's a great call. I've got to pull up the exact numbers. If there's uh Jets fans listening, they, they might have it at the tip of their tongue, but I mean, their, their secondary historically was one of the worst. The worst. Like year. couldn't slow down anybody. I mean, they, they were 32nd in points allowed and yards allowed as a defense. Something the Jets hadn't done since 1975. They allowed 29.6 points per game. This is with a defensive head coach, right? I mean, they're, they're DBs. We talked to Michael Carter, the other Michael Carter, right? Michael Carter, the second on defense about this all for a feature at the site and I mean, I, they had moments where they beat, they beat, they beat Cincinnati, they beat Tennessee, two playoff teams. But by and large, they're giving, they're giving up yards and chunks, points and chunks. So to go out there with Sauce Gardner as a rookie, I don't like. I said, I know no, no Tua. I get it, but still, Tyreek Hill has proven it yeah. doesn't really matter what else he got going. He's that talented. Jalen Waddle's got speed for days. Yeah, you got to give credit on. Him. Yep, I agree. Hill's longest reception of his seven receptions, 13 yards. Jalen Waddle, 11 yards. He finished with three catches. I mean, they, did, they were total non-factors. So, all right, any other, anything else we want to hit on here? Maybe a couple quick ones. How about uh, that was, the, um, uh, the uh, Vikings eking past the um, Bears, <laughs> collecting a win? Strange. That's one of those games where it was, you know, it was like, wow, that's over. And you, you kind of don't pay attention to it. And then all of a sudden the Bears are winning in the fourth. How? How? Then you see the highlights, great catches from Mooney, long runs from Fields. Say, you know, it, it still isn't a sustained way to succeed in Chicago playing that way with highlight catches and long runs from your quarterback. You still need some more detail in the offense. Um Minnesota, I can't – that one I'm confused on, how they can't get that lead and just, you know, put the put your foot down and control the game. Um, but that's – once again, get the win, get out of there. But the NFC is so – I mean, Philly, San Fran, Green, like, I don't know. You can see anybody. I mean, you really can see anybody. Like, to me, the AFC is KC, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, um, I mean, obviously everybody has chances, but those two teams seem so good to me. Hard to imagine where the Vikings would be uh, without Justin Jefferson. He is maybe the best non-quarterback on the offensive side of the ball in the league. What a difference maker. So as long as he's healthy, the Vikings, I know we're, we're not going to get a – not going to over – Emphasize no. over below a win against no, the Chicago Bears, but they've, they've got, I think that's what it comes down to is like, what can you hang your hat on in, in a muddled conference? And the Vikings yeah. can really hang their hat on Cousins giving Jefferson a shot. That can travel, that can take down any team. And they're at the 4 and 1. The Packers have some issues. They, they smack the Packers around in the opener. They're not going to be afraid of Green Bay. Um, I just, we'll see. There's one team that just keeps that, that 49er team. You just, yep. That's that team is prepared. They, they know each other familiar. 
been there, done that, tested all that, all the cliche stuff we like to talk about that they have it. Can Jimmy G, can Jimmy G. <laughs> man. But man, that once again, Neil I just, Baker whenever Mayfield's you go. Grill. Oh, it's, look, hey, I was, I was thought maybe they could, I thought maybe Mayfield would give them a shot of life this year. Wow. Enough, enough, enough. <laughs> that is yeah, I'm with you on San Francisco. They're, they're the best. I, th- I think they're probably, I mean, they're three and two. I get it, but um, yeah, it's. I'd probably predict. I'm just yeah. Super We're talking big picture, right? We know that that team has been there, done that, so we know they'll be there. They'll be ready for that playoff run. How how's this for the next two games for Kansas City? The Bills, right? Obviously, that's going to be the game we're all talking about all week. Yeah, and then they have San Francisco, San Francisco, and Kansas City, and Santa Clara. October twenty third. Potential. They need to get one. They need to get one of those. They'll, they they got to find a way to just win. I can't. The Bills are. I think somebody told me the Bills are favored in KC. I think the Bills are going to be favored. Whoever they play and whenever they play them, when they. I just I just thought in KC, but that that tells you a lot. It tells you a lot, though. I'm with you. I mean, I mean, Kansas City is eliminated eliminated in the last two years. I beat them three of the last four times. So, yeah. It, you would Long think, week. But... That'll be for a fatty beer discussion later in the week. Yes. The Bills, We're gonna, we'll definitely take time to dive into the Bills and that matchup at length uh, for our midweek pod. So, be on the lookout for that. Until next time, thank you, everybody, for listening, for watching. That is your week five wrap. As always, be sure to head on into Fatty Beer Company, wherever you have a fatty near you, if you live in Western New York. Enjoy yourself a sour, an IPA, a pumpkin beer, perhaps. It's that time of year, right, Jim? Gotta stay warm. Thanks, everyone.